0: father tonight Ibrada de in the name of Jesus we thank you once again we give you all the praise and all the glory we bless your mighty name lord you are a good god we just want to thank you for the free gift of life lord thank you for sparing our lives the same thing that lord we are testifying about other people went through and they never made it they never came out of it but lord you have been too jealous over our lives, preserving us and protecting us, securing our going out and our coming in, releasing the overflow. Tonight, we are gathered here and we are saying all glory be on your name. All the testimonies that we heard, you are the doer of them. You are the builder of this church. You are the builder of our lives. You are the builder of everything that is good. Lord, if there is anything good in our lives, you are the architect. And we are careful to say thank you. Bible says that nobody can receive anything except it is given to them from above. So we know that our mere existence is a product of your goodness. And Lord, we say thank you. Let your name be blessed. Let your name be lifted. Let your name be exalted. And let everybody in the house of God shout me a believing amen. amen. Hallelujah. Give a clap unto the Lord. You can add a shout to it. And let's take our seat in heavenly places. How many of you are happy to be in the house of the Lord? Listen, ladies and gentlemen, there are certain things we can never take them for granted. Hallelujah. One of the things that we can never take for granted is the gift of life. Many people think that the fact that they are alive is, um, is something that they deserve. Listen, if I did not wake up, nobody could have questioned God. If you did not wake up, nobody could have questioned God. Hallelujah. You heard the testimony of our sister. She was driving, and then she blew up the tie, and then she was moving in that zigzag way. Many people were driving at 50 miles per hour. They had a blown up tie and they never recovered from it. They died. She was moving at 70. The Lord preserved her. Isn't it the doing of the Lord? You drove today. Hallelujah. Probably you went to work. You did so many things. The Lord preserved you. The Lord preserved me. You see, brothers and sisters, when you become familiar with the things of God, The things of God, the flow ceases. Familiarity chokes the pipe of the supernatural. Hallelujah. I'll say that again. And I need you to hear me and hear me well. Familiarity. Being familiar with the things of God. Saying that, oh, this, it could have happened. I mean, at all costs, it would have have happened. Well, uh, what is strange about sleeping and waking up? When you become familiar with the things of God, very soon because familiarity is like a cancerous cell it chokes the flow of the supernatural anytime god starts doing anything never come to the place of saying that oh this is just a little thing oh this is just one thing if i have the opportunity i will appreciate god every day and i do that Amen. Right. every day is a testimony to me Amen. as i'm standing here it is a testimony I don't say that, you know, well, it is normal. Well, after all, everybody. They say, statistics, Josh, statistics say that every one hour, every one hour, 120 people, uh, um, um, every minute, 120 people in the world die every minute. You can check. If you like, go on the after service, go on Google and check and see per day how many people die. And it is not like they have indicated that this today people from here are dying it is sporadic and random so why is it that you are not part of those that are dead why is it that i'm not part of those that are dead the day you become familiar with the things of god the flow ceases sometimes god will start doing things and remember the lord doesn't do things all of a sudden he does them gradually he starts from one and then he graduates you to two then he goes to three he goes to four so he, he, he gives you one and you go like oh as for one it is normal I mean everybody knows that when I sit I must stand there are people who sat they couldn't stand up again praise the name of Jesus I know people who went to sleep in the night they didn't die but they couldn't wake up from their bed again so anytime we have the opportunity of celebrating this thing called the goodness of the Lord you see the psalmist was very, very emphatic. He said, count your blessings and name them one by one. Yeah. If you don't count your blessings, you'll be very familiar. And the moment you are familiar, the flow of the supernatural will cease. You won't see any hand of the Lord in your life again. I pray that nobody in this ministry will ever become familiar. Yeah. God gives you a friend. Josh is my friend. I must thank God for your life. Father, thank you for my friends. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The fact that you even make up, and ladies and gentlemen, you are looking nice. You have to thank God, though. Some people make up, and hey, the makeup alone scares people off. They see them, they say, My goodness, what is this? By you, you went to Dollar Tree and you bought makeup, one dollar. You, make, you made up, somebody saw you, and said, My goodness, this is a beautiful lady. This is a mighty handwork of God. Somebody is using uh, 1,500 worth of makeup. He appears and everybody says, I better find my level. It is the doing of the Lord. I'm trying to let you know why it is important to appreciate God all the time. Because without appreciating God, do we have some microphones that are on? Please put them off for me. It looks like it's giving me some feedback. Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just mute them for me so that I I, I will not receive those feedbacks. Amen. Those echoes. So that online members can also hear very well. So it is important. Appreciating God comes with thanksgiving. You thank God for everything. Well, man of God, you don't know what you are saying for the whole of the year. I've been so broke. I've not even been able to buy one shoe. Thank God that you have a leg. And you are looking for shoes. Somebody doesn't have a leg. Man of God, there is no food in my home. Hey, sister, won't you thank God that you have a home? Somebody's homeless. You, You are graciously blessed with a home. There is no food. Father, thank you that I have a home. There is no food in my fridge. Praise the name of Jesus. You see? Wherever you are, I don't know why I'm saying this, but maybe somebody's next level key is connected to what I'm saying. Wherever you are, and I always say it, wherever you are now, it is somebody else's major prayer topic for a breakthrough. Somebody is praying and fasting. And all the prayers and fasting is that, Lord, if you can only let me go to college. But here you are. You are in college, you have failed one exam. So you are angry at everybody. God is not good. God is this, God is that. Somebody is also praying, Lord, even if you give me the privilege of entering into college and they rusticate me or they sack me, I'm okay. And here you are. Now they didn't do very well. I didn't get A's. I got a C, I got a D. I don't think that serving God is even worth it. Sister, who taught you that? Brother, what who taught you that? Hallelujah. Learn to appreciate God. Well, uh, you know, uh, nowadays, uh, people say all manner of things. Brothers, I wanted to give an example. I won't say it. Listen, what I'm trying to say is that everywhere that you are, Thanksgiving is what will unlock the next level. Yeah appreciating God. You just appreciate God. Just thank God. Thank Him for what? For everything. In fact, thank God for nothing. Even if you don't have anything to thank God for. Yeah, just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what? You had an issue with uh, uh, um, your wife, your husband. Father, thank you for this person. Hey, inside had a problem. Yes, thank God. because You know something? Thanksgiving will always bring God on the scene. Yeah. The only thing that brings God on the scene is thanksgiving. Your prayers doesn't bring God on the scene. When you pray, the Lord sends angels to bring you answers. Anytime we pray, angels begin to respond. They go up and down with our answers and bring responses. When we begin to thank God, the heavens are open. The Lord said, No, 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 no. This one. Don't you know that there are some parcels that we don't let people collect them for us? We go ourselves to take it. Sometimes they say that this parcel, we have to sign for it. So you must be there. Sometimes with your ID card. Thanksgiving is a parcel that God himself descends to take it. Wow. Hallelujah. Wow. So anytime you are, you are thankful in life, thankful, you, 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 are, you are moving and then sometimes you wanted to fall and then you didn't fall. Don't say that, hey, my family witches, they're after me. Don't say that. You say, Lord, thank you. Listen, Everything has two sides. You can complain. You can also thank God. I will go and say that, Lord, thank you that I didn't twist my ankle. Another person will also say, Father, every demon following me, I curse them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It is a matter of choice. Please, do you understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to let us know the foundation of excelling to the next level. Wherever you are, you can change your level. Wherever you are. You don't need certificates. It is good, but you can change your level. There is something called the supernatural. When the supernatural takes over, natural laws are suspended one day. Let's, let, can we flow? Yeah, yeah, let's flow. I, I was going to talk about uh, um, setting it part two. Maybe we may do it, but let us flow. Give me the book of Luke, chapter number five. When the supernatural appears on every scene, natural laws are suspended. Natural laws has to do with time. It has to do with space. It has to do with distance. But when the supernatural appears, all those things are suspended. Immediately things begin to happen that were not in the scene. So we read, it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him, what he did was that, he wanted to preach the word. He stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And what happened? Verse number two. now was, And he saw two ships. And the fishermen were outside mending their ships. They had been working. They had been toiling. They had been engaging what they know. They were artistic fishermen. Boy, oh boy. Peter and co had been fishermen from birth. In fact, it was in the bloodline. It was a traditional legacy that had been passed on to them. Look at that! And two ships, he saw two ships. But the fishermen were gone out of them, and they were washing their nets. Verse number three. Now, the fishermen were washing their nets means that they were going on a total vacation. They don't wash their net after every catch. No. By the time they are washing their net, it means that we have come to the point of realizing that you know, in fishing, maybe um, um, you may not know, but in fishing there are some seasons we don't fish. Because they say that within those seasons, the fishes are uh, fingerlets, And so if you fish them, we will not be able to get a replant. I mean, I'm talking about natural fishing. I'm not talking about grown or farmed fishing. Now, so that was where they were. They had gotten to the place where they had to now stop. Sometimes you get to a place in life that things must some way, somehow come to a standstill for some time. They were there. Bible said that, and Simon, and he entered into one of the ships, and it belonged to Simon. And he told him, Simon, would you please push a little from the land? And he sat down, and he taught the people out of the ship. Verse number four said that when he had finished speaking, something was going to happen. The man was not a fisherman. How many of you know what G, who Jesus was? He was a carpenter. He never knew anything about fishing. He never knew anything about the ocean. He was just a normal carpenter. If it had to do with woodwork, my goodness, you get him. But oceanology and swimmingology and physiology, he was not there. But look at that. Jesus said unto Simon, he said, launch out into the deep. Launch out into the deep and let down your net for a drought. (laughs) Very specific. And then Simon answering, said unto Master, we have toiled all night. We have done everything that we know to do. We have applied all for the jobs. We have used all the certificates. We have used all the references. We have used all the medication. We have used all the people that we know. We have done everything. What have you tied on. But at thy word, I will let down the net. Listen. When you let Thanksgiving go ahead of you, the Lord will be with you. And when the Lord is with you at his word, look at what happened verse, the next verse. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes so that their net break. That is where the Lord is taking you. Yes. Oh, come on. I didn't hear your amen. Yes. Whether you believe it or not, that is where the Lord is taking you. Yes. He said, when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net broke to the extent that they beckoned on the partners which were on the other ship and they should come and help them. And they came and they filled both ships and still. So listen, come on, look at what was happening. As they were filling it, as they were pulling the net, you know, initially when they had one ship or one boat, it was full. And then they called the other ship. And it was also full. If they had caught other ships, it would also have been filled. Because when natural laws are suspended, it doesn't only become a blessing to you. It becomes a blessing to you and to generations connected to you. Did you get that? It becomes a blessing to you and generations connected to you. May the Lord bless somebody in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, thanksgiving, brothers and sisters. Never underestimate it. If you give me one hour to pray and you don't give me prayer topics, I will thank God. For, because you see, like I always say, thanksgiving is in five phases. Number one, thanking him or thanking God means appreciating him for the things that he has done. For the things that he has done. Father, thank you. Our sister shared a testimony. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me a job. Thank you for giving me food to eat. Thank you for my family. Many people don't thank God for their families. That is why witches are popping up in your family. Thank God for the family. Amen. If, you don't him, if you thank God, eh, God will be in the family. But if you don't thank him, Satan will enter. And if Satan enters, he's going to raise up witches in it. Thank God for the family. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, so you thank God for the things that he has done. Lord, thank you for this. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your supply. Thank you for divine preservation. Thank you for this and that and that. You mention them. You name them. And then number two, thanksgiving is appreciating and recognizing the role of God in the things that he is still doing. Something that you are having, something that you are going through, you thank him. Father, thank you for this ministry. Every day, I thank God for the church. I thank God for members. I thank God for leaders. I thank God for everybody. Lord, thank you for these people. Thank you for that. Thank you for my job. Thank you for my business. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my husband. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my parents. The things that are still existing. You thank God on. You don't take it for granted. Oh, well, as for family, everybody has a family. Go and find out. Go and find out. People that were born, that were put on the dustbin. They never knew anybody. Thank God. Man of God, you don't know. My mother is very wicked. Thank God that she is wicked. It has made you a good person. If you didn't know how wicked she was, you may have been the next wicked person. Because you know how wicked the person is now. You know how not to be wicked. Thank God. For what he is doing. And then, thanksgiving is appreciating and recognizing God for the things he is yet to do. Anytime you thank God for the things he is yet to do. It becomes a prayer of faith. Amen. When thanksgiving go ahead of your expectation. It becomes a prayer of faith. Remember in the book of Luke chapter 17. When the ten leprous men they appeared. And Jesus healed them. And then they went. Bible said the only one appeared before the Lord. Put it on the, on the scripture for me. Uh, only one appeared before the Lord. And he said, Lord, <clears throat> thank you for healing me. Now, listen, I think on the prayer line I've explained it, but I, w- I don't know why I'm, 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 I'm preaching this, but I know that the Lord wants to talk to somebody. And I know that the Lord wants to do something. Listen, in those days, when somebody is leprous, and then the person is to be declared as leprous free or the person is healed from leprosy because leprosy was very contagious. So anybody that was leprous was not in the city. And those days, like the city of Murfreesboro, then we will have a whole wall around the city of Murfreesboro. So if you are coming in, we know it's just like Now? Now? Our cities and nations are our borders. So before you come in, we know who you are. We know who, you, who it is that is going out. That was how those days were. Now, Bible said that. Now, so when Jesus met them, they came and they said, Lord, have mercy on us. And then he said, go and show yourself to the high priest. Now, in those days, if you must be declared lepros free, you go to see the high priest. You, you see that maybe your phalanges and then your fingers and all those temi- uh, uh, um, uh, um, stuff are growing. Now your fingernails are growing and everything. You go to see the high priest and then you tell him, I am healed from leprosy. Now, he is going to examine you and he is going to quarantine you for one week. Now, after the one week, they will give you another 21 days. Now, and then after that, they will be monitoring you for about 30 days. Now, So it was a process before they declared you. So it wasn't just like they would go and see the chief priest or the high priest. And the high priest will say that, let me see your fingers. Who knows? Maybe you are wearing artificial fingers. We have to be very sure. So they will give you a process to go through. So when the guys were going, they saw that all of a sudden, their fingernails were like this. Now all of a sudden, they saw that they had grown. And then, so they knew that it was okay. Instead of them going... They knew that if you go, number one, you will spend a minimum of about 42 days before you come out certified and cleared that you are healed. When this guy saw and when he saw his... This is very... Okay. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go and show yourselves. That is in Luke chapter 17, verse number 14. Do we have it for online members as well? Now, so he says that And when he saw them, when they approached him, he said, go and show yourself unto the priest. And it came to pass, as they were going, that they were cleansed. Now look at it. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back. He didn't wait for the certification. The Lord was in the process of doing it. He didn't wait for the Lord to finish it. The Lord gives you an interview opportunity. Don't say that I'm waiting to get a job before I testify or before I share to the glory of God. Or before I thank God. Whilst you see that it has been activated, go ahead with thanksgiving. Go ahead with thanksgiving. All of a sudden you are praying concerning something and you see the process initiated. Don't wait. Don't say that I'm waiting till it is finished before I say thank you. The moment you see that it has started, you begin to thank God. That is the third dimension. So, and I'm saying that now let's continue reading. Look at verse number 16. He returned and he fell at his face, giving thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Verse 17 says that and Jesus asked, answering said, Were there not ten that were cleansed? But where are the nine? Verse 18 says that they are not found to return glory to God for what the Lord has started doing, except this stranger. Verse 19, he said, arise, go, thy faith. What was he referring to? Thanksgiving in anticipation of what the Lord is going to finish. is called faith. It's called faith. And Bible said that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So, I have a meeting with you. We want to start a business And then, all of a sudden, we have put everything in place. And then we begin to thank God. Lord, thank you that this business will live. Thank you that this investment will not fail. Thank you that this thing and that thing and that thing is going to happen. It is considered a prayer of faith. And in the book of James 5 and verse number 14, 15, 16 Bible said that, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. You are sick. Pray, Father. Thank you for my healing. You are not healed. That is why when we come for supernatural night, sometimes when I finish praying for the sick, I said, do what you couldn't do. Maybe you could not do something, but at that material moment, you still feel the pain. But the moment you take the step of faith, immediately things begin to knock out the, 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 the laws of nature become suspended and God can, that is the law of faith that is the prayer of faith when you begin to appreciate God in anticipation of what you are waiting for you don't wait and say that I want to get it hallelujah come on say me I believe in amen. amen and then number four thanksgiving is appreciating and recognizing god for the things that he decides not to do many people when they ask god for something and it doesn't happen they become angry lord no 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 i told you the story of when i finished college del i told you the story of when i finished college and i applied for a job as a graduate management trainee my goodness it was a juicy job, everybody's dream job, and it was with. A, you see, one thing that I forgot to even mention to you is that that job will give you the opportunity to travel to many countries. I mean, uh, it, it, Shell, 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 Shell. It was Shell Ghana Limited, and because Shell is a, 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 a multi-national company, sometimes as a management trainee, they will not just train you in your locality. The A. Hey, They will take you, they will fly you, you know, they will fly you. Somebody say fly you. you. They will fly you. Sometimes they fly you to South America. Sometimes they fly you to Europe. Sometimes, you know, I was thinking about all those things. How they will fly me and I will come and I'll be in my Nikes and I'll be in, you know, you, you understand what I'm talking about. So it was a dream job. And I, hey, when I had the opportunity of attending the interviews, I fasted and I prayed. My goodness, I bound the bindables. I destroyed the destroyables. I I remember I did three days of fasting. I said, this job, it will not bypass me. I did everything. I went for the first interview. Passed. Then they, they they limited the number. I went for the second interview. Passed. They limited the number. The third interview was when they were going to give you your um, appointment letter and all that. And you know, so when they told me that I was part of the final, I knew that it was a done deal. Started thinking about my bungalow, my uh, whole flat. I mean. I started thinking about my brand new truck I started thinking about how I'll buy, I'll get gas free I started thinking about so many things the incentives alone were more powerful than the salary I started thinking about how they will fly me they, I remember one of our leaders I mean one of our uh, um, seniors who was in that job he would come, he said oh I came from America and then hey He'll put one hand in the pocket and then he'll be just parading. I'll be looking at him. So when I had the opportunity, I started, he was my role model. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I had wild vision. I had prayed and I had fasted and I went and something that I needed to present, I didn't have it. And so they said, you have disappointed us. I felt like the earth should open up and then I'll be swallowed in. Ladies and gentlemen, at that point, immediately I started thinking that if I could turn back time, I will not fast. Because I fasted three days. Lord, how could you let me pay three days of fasting and you will not give me the job? I remember the financial seed I went to sow in church. And all these things and I didn't get it. I felt like, can I go back and then ask the pastor to give it to me with interest? I don't know whether you have been there before. But sometimes you have an anticipation. And then after doing all that you need to do. Working with the Lord. And then you get there. And it doesn't happen. Sometimes you feel like I have been greatly disappointed. Many people that say that they are hurt in the church. is because they don't understand that sometimes God not answering you is for your good. If the Lord answered me, maybe I would never be here. I'm telling you. Who knows, maybe like by now, I have about three girlfriends, four concubines, and two wives. Because there will be money, young boy. I was a believer, right? But sometimes, if you get what you are not supposed to get at the wrong time, it can kill you. Can you imagine I go out there and I put my son, Bishop, behind the steering wheel. I said, Bishop, I love you so much. You are my firstborn, the excellency of my strength, the dignity of my manhood. Come, sit behind the steering wheel. <laughs> Start it for him. I said, move. I love the boy, but I'm going to kill him. So sometimes, pay, pay, part, the things that God doesn't answer us is for our good. Amen. Amen. I remember very well, ladies and gentlemen. But today, I sit down, I take a rest, I do a rest talk, and then I review my life, and I realize that the reason why God didn't answer me was because if He had answered me, then I would have stepped outside His will for my life. So I begin. You see, that is why in First Thessalonians chapter five and verse number eighteen, He said that in all things give thanks for this is his will for this is his will look at it, in everything in how many things come on, preach with me, in how many things Josh, how many things in everything do what do what why come on, preach with me, why now it is not the will that the thing that has happened is not what he's saying is the will of God but he's saying that thanksgiving in the thing that has happened is the will of God because when you thank God whilst the thing is happening the Lord comes on the scene and Bible said that he is light and there is no shadow of darkness with him so the Lord appears in that darkness and all of a sudden there is light and all of a sudden You begin to see the supernatural. So we thank God. Or the fourth dimension of thanksgiving. Is appreciating and recognizing God. Ladies and gentlemen. For the things that he did not do. You know how you prayed. When you were young. Lord let me marry this man. Let me marry this woman. And something happened. And it didn't happen. And today you are thanking God. remember when in those days you used to be dangerous and you used to ask, I want to do this, I want to do that and it didn't happen. At that time you didn't understand it. But today, you live your life, you sit down, you do a, a retrospective view of your life and you know that God was with you. And then number five, thanking God is appreciating and recognizing the role of God in preventing things from happening to you, preventing things from happening, we thank God for the things that He prevented from happening. Listen, the things is the things that God prevented from happening, put together are more than the things that God allowed to happen, and the thing that is happening, and the things that He will do. I'm telling you. That I'm telling, listen, I'll say it again. The things that God prevented from happening are more. I mean, the things that God prevented from happening to you and me are more than the things that He has done for us, put together with the things that He is still doing, put together with the things that He is here to do. It is like an iceberg. When you see an iceberg on the sea, you only see about one tenth. On, of it showing up that the, the nine on ten is inside the sea, that is the bigger portion. The thing that the Lord prevented from happening to you and I, which we didn't see, which we didn't hear, is like the nine on ten inside the sea. The thing that we saw, you see, that is why we got to thank God. Yeah. I remember recently, one of the days we went to Clarksville to our uh, Clarksville campus. And then, when we finished service and then we were coming, you know, it is, uh, you remember, those of you, when I said a story about the snake, how many How many of you remember? Yeah. Now, you were there, I know. Now, listen, ladies and gentlemen, it, it is a neighborhood. I mean, we, when we were going, we saw children playing on the streets, running, biking, this, that, 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 that. Fine. And then we went for service. So, when we were coming, we saw that one of the guys ahead of us had parked In the middle of the road. And then when he saw us coming. He quickly bypassed something on the road. And then went there and then turned. So he was facing us. And then we saw. Come and see this huge long snake. My goodness. Very poisonous. In between two houses. There is just a road. Children were playing every day. And then this huge black snake. Big. Was there. Ladies and gentlemen, that was when I realized that the things that God prevents from happening to us are indeed more than the things that we see. The house here, Dalia, they were sleeping. The house also here, maybe they were watching movie and then enjoying ice cream and popcorn. The house over there, I don't know what they were doing. Maybe the house behind there, they were having honeymoon. Say amen. amen. I don't know what they were doing. But to them, to them. They felt like, maybe, you know, they, but they didn't know that there was an existing danger in the middle of the road, in between four houses. Existing. Can you imagine if a child, one of these children that we saw, decided in the night, that I'm going out for my game, or I'm going out for my toy to bring it in. And then he met this snake. But the Lord, we ran over the snake and killed it. Apology to all of, all of you watching who are animal animal lovers i'm sorry but we had to kill it because we didn't know where this snake. this was not a, a pet snake this was a wild snake so we killed it ladies and gentlemen when we killed it and then we left i'm pretty sure the following day where we, we run over it we i'm pretty sure the following day when the people come there and they see, one day a man called nabal he david sent men to go and collect some food from them because he had previously preserved um, his goods and all that. And then when they went, the guy said, nowadays there are so many rebellious people. I don't know David. He knew David. He said, I don't know David. Go and tell him that he can do whatever he wants. I don't care about him. And then that night, David said to his men, he said, if by tomorrow this time that guy is living, don't call me David again maybe call me something. <laughs> he said, I'm going to kill him. Nabba and his family were inside the house. They didn't know that death was coming for them. It took the intervention of his wise wife, called Abigail, to stop. Praise the name of Jesus. And Nabba answered David's servants. Look at it. First Samuel 25 10. And he said, who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? There be many servants nowadays. That break away every man from his master. Look at the next verse. And they came to tell David. Shall I then take my bread and my water, my flesh and give it to him? Look at the next verse. And then so David's young men turned their way and went again. And came and told him all these sayings. And verse number 13 says that. And David said unto his men. Get ye on every man his sword. And they get that on every man his sword. And David also get that on his sword and there went up after david about my goodness how many men 400 armed men 200 abode by the staff now look at the next statement verse number 14 and verse 14 says that but one of the young men said unto abigail now verse number 13 what did verse number 13 i didn't finish reading the last part and he said, on his sword, and there went up after David about 400 men, and 200 abode by the stout. Verse 14, let's be quick. Verse 14 says that, but one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, behold, David sent messengers out of the wilderness to salute our man. Jump to verse number 17. Look at verse 17. Now therefore, know and consider what you will do, because evil is determined against our master, and against all his household he was enjoying. But he didn't know. So ladies and gentlemen, what I'm trying to say is that at any point in time in our lives, let's learn to be thankful. Don't let us take anything for granted. Because anytime we take the things of God for granted, it ceases to flow. And anytime we are grateful, it means that if somebody, you give somebody something, and then the moment you give it to him, he said, oh, okay, can, you, you can drop it there. Maybe what you gave him was your best. But he just takes it and says, oh, okay, thank you. Oh, all right. And then drop it. How would you feel? you feel? You may not say anything, but you go like, this is a very ungrateful person. I will never do anything for him again or for her again. That is why I'm saying that lack of thanksgiving ceases what God want to do. Now let me give you the point of why must I get why must I set it right? Because that is what I said I was going to talk about. It's just six points, and then we will be out of here. Remember on Sunday we started talking about the fact that until you set it right, everything will be disorganized. Psalm 82 and verse number five. Psalm 82 and verse number five. He says that they walk on, he said they know not, neither will they understand they walk on in darkness why because all the foundations of the earth are out of course now when things are not set right everything will be disorganized that is what he's saying nothing will work again so at a point you realize that maybe business is not working Maybe health is not working. The things that are supposed to work well. The things that are supposed to naturally fall in place. Is not falling in place. Everything is haphazard. Everything is confused. When you do not set it right. And ladies and gentlemen. Setting it right is you and I. Our responsibility. It is not the responsibility of God. It is not the responsibility of God. You and I. Got to set it right. If we don't set it right. At the end of the day. God can't do what He's supposed to do. Because it always takes our portion. And the portion of God. For a miracle to happen. Anytime you hear. Tayo, that there is a miracle. It means that man did. What he had to do. And God complemented it. And the supernatural took over. That is what a miracle is. So we have to do. What we must do. And we read. A very powerful story about the lost son. The guy who told his dad. He said, give me my portion. That belongs unto me. And he took it. And he went. And he destroyed everything. But when he set it right, the Lord gave him another chance. And I told you on Sunday, by the direction of the Holy Ghost, that it doesn't matter how far you are or where you are or what had gone on. If you set it right. That is why I always tell people that, listen, never be judgmental, never condemn anybody. Just allow them to set it right. Because when they set it right, the Lord will forget about the past. And the Lord will always give a brand new, which at most times becomes better than the original. And I pray that God is going to do that for somebody tonight in Jesus' name. I don't know what I'm talking about, but if it is you, let me hear your believing. Amen. Amen. Now, so we spoke about the fact that if you don't set it right, you will miss essential commodities. Time, talent, energy, dignity. All those things will be lost. If you don't set it right, farming is inevitable. Want, distress, depression, anxiety, perplexion is inevitable. If you don't set it right, you will join yourself to the world, to another citizen. You will join yourself to the things that you are supposed to Dominate. Now you will come under those things. But that will never be the portion of anybody in this house. Yes. When you don't set it right, you lose your value system. Many people have lost their value system. When you lose your value system, anything goes. Anything is fine. But when you have value system, have you seen somebody who is very angry, Hungry. Hungry. H-U-N-G-R-Y. Right? That's how we spell it, Abby. Okay. When somebody is hungry... My oh my, everything is fine. When you have finished eating and you are satisfied, that is when you realize that maybe the salt was too much. And now you begin to ask, it looks like the salt was too much. But when you were hungry, my goodness, your taste, <laughs> you, didn't have, you didn't have taste for um, ingredients. You only had appetite to satisfy your stomach. When you lose it, when anybody doesn't set it right, you lose your value system. And God does not want his children to lose their value system. He said you are a precious commodity. He said you are a royal priesthood. A holy generation. You have been plucked out of fire. When you lose it, that is when anything goes. And when anything goes, you can do anything. And nothing breaks you. But I pray that after tonight, your value system will be restored in Jesus' name. So, quickly, let me give you these Point on why must i get it right that was where we arrived at on sunday you must get it right because number one all things are available in getting it right all things your health your joy your peace your marriage your education your financial blessings everything is in getting or setting it right when you set it right, everything falls in place. By the way, I told you what it means to set it right, right? I told you that setting it right is doing things for God with love instead of for I mean instead of with law. I'll give you the definitions, but you let me give you these points first. So when you set it right, all things, not some things, let's read the book of Luke 14:16 to 17. Luke 14, 16 to 17. And Bible said that <clears throat> then said he unto them, A certain man made a powerful supper. So this was, let's say, a wedding reception, and it was a buffet. So eat as much as you can. Hallelujah. Amen. Eat what you can, carry none home, eat everything here. <laughs> so Bible said that a certain man. A certain man made a great supper. And he invited. The word "bade" means he invited. He invited many. All he was telling them was that set it right. Now look at verse number 17. And then he said unto his servant. When you go to tell them why they must set it right. Tell them that they must set it right. Because all things are now ready. Somebody say all things are ready. Say, my health, is ready. my health is ready. Listen, do you know that before God created Adam and Eve, everything that they would need in life had already been provided for. Yes. Everything had been provided for. Before you came on the scene on earth, everything that will make your life comfortable and will make your life a blessing unto the world was provided. If only we will set it right, all things are now ready. Yes. So you set it right. Your health falls in place. You set it right. Your relationship falls in place. You set it right. Your joy falls in place. You set it right. Your, your peace falls in place. Anytime we don't set it right, there is confusion. And I pray that the Lord will rectify every mistake in our life. Say amen. amen. Number two, quickly. Why must I set it right? Number two. Because there is full direction in setting it right. When you set your GPS right, you have accurate direction. But if you don't set it right, it can take you... Hey, I remember I was going to um, Cornerstone in Asheville. And then I had forgotten the address. So I just put in Cornerstone. And then I click go. I didn't know that there was another Cornerstone... Going towards Somerville. Hey! Every cornerstone is cornerstone. (laughs) I was going. That was when we were having the credentials. I was going to cornerstone in Madison. I didn't set it right. I just set it cornerstone. The GPS said, I will give you one cornerstone. So the GPS found a cornerstone that was rather on my direction. So now I started going. And it was around four Five fish thereabout. So, Cheryl, as I was going, you know, I knew that Cornerstone, I must take I-24. The interstate, 24. I must go through 24. But, I decided to go through that route, uh, Highway 96, the one that go to, is it 840, the one that go to um, Franklin? 840, yeah. I decided, now, so it gave me 840. Now, my mind was that, Maybe there is a crash on 24. Or maybe there was a detour on 24. So let me just follow this one. Ladies and gentlemen. And I knew that even with traffic, I had already calculated my time. I know that even with traffic, I must arrive in 50 minutes. Thankfully, when he gave me the cornerstone that he gave me, because I didn't set it right, he said 47 minutes. So I said, okay, then it's within. Hey, I started going. I said, and I knew that on that route, at least, there must be a meandering. Because I know that cornerstone is over here. But this thing now is taking me this way. I said, okay, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, I drove after 30 minutes of driving. Yeah. Now, he said that, he said that, um, he said uh, 15 more minutes. I checked the ETA, 15 more minutes. I, and then I knew that where I was was closer to Franklin. From even Franklin to Madison, it's about almost an hour at this time. <laughs> and then I said, Wait. So I pulled over. I said, let me check this cornerstone. When I checked it, I realized that this was a cornerstone over to Somerville. Brothers and sisters, I nearly peed on myself. Because time was against me. And I was like, my goodness. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't set it right. (laughs) May the Lord help us Oh, Say amen. amen. If you don't set it right. Direction. I was bereft of direction. Just because I just put in cornerstone, I didn't set it right. Sometimes we take we do certain things by not doing it right. Second Chronicles chapter 25, and you know my scripture, one of my favorite scriptures. 2nd Chronicles chapter 25, and then let's read verse number two. 2nd Chronicles chapter 25 and verse number two and he did start with me from verse number one talking about a king called amazia he was 25 years old when he started ruling Bible said that he was 25 years old when he began to reign he reigned 29 years in jerusalem his mother's name was also and so and verse 2 which is my anchor scripture and sharon he did that which was right In the sight of the Lord. But not with a perfect heart. So you can do things that are right. But your heart. And you may never get direction. When you have direction in life. You avoid problems. You avoid longevity of. I mean delay in arrivals. Delay. I could easily have avoided. Now the thing that was supposed to take me 45 minutes. Which I said was long. I ended up clocking almost close to two hours because I didn't set it right. Because I didn't set it right, Josephine. I thought I was escaping, but I did not take time to set it right. So there was no direction. In case you are here and it looks like there is no direction in your life. How would you know that there is no direction in your life? Because you are now living a trial and error life. Okay, let me do this. If it doesn't work, I'll do this. Okay, let me try this one. If this one doesn't appear to be the right one, I will try this one. No! No! Life is one. Everybody has one life. You cannot be playing with your life. Trial and errors. Let me test this man. If he's not good, I will jump to this man. If he's not good, I will jump. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. Bible says that if your eye is single, your whole body is full of light. If your eye is single, when you don't set it right, when your heart is not connected to what you are doing as far as the things of God or as far as the mandate of God is concerned, Ladies and gentlemen, you will be bereft of direction. And I pray, may you not be out of direction in Jesus' name. Amen. Say a believing amen. amen. Psalm 16 and 11, verse 11. He says that, look at Psalm 16 and 11. He said, you will, you will show me the path of life. When you set it right, the Lord shows you that there is a path of life. A path. Now, whatever age you are, don't tell me. But listen to me. Whatever age you are, let's use an arbitrary age. Let's say you are 30 years old. Let's say you are 20 years old. Now, for the first 20 years of your life, you have known it. But who can tell me, if you are 20 years old, who can tell me what is going to happen by the time you are 21? You can't tell. You don't know what is ahead. Please, do you understand? You don't know what is ahead. And so you need somebody who knows what is ahead to direct you. It is only when you set it right that God can direct you. Do you know that even, and I always say it, even what way, you must come to the point where God can direct you. Amen. 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 Everything about you is so important to God. When you set it right, he said you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. I pray that you fall in this in Jesus name. Amen. Say me a believing amen. amen. Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 23. He said it is not in a man Jeremiah 10:23. 20, he said it is not in a man whose breath is in his nostrils to order his steps. You cannot order your steps. Look at that. Oh Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man. That walk to direct his steps. Somebody must direct your steps. And it is when you set it right. When your heart is towards the Lord, then he orders your steps. So in Psalm 37 and verse number 23, he said, The steps of a good man, the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. When you set it right, when your heart is towards the Lord, he begins to order your steps. You are putting your feet here. He said, Patricia, don't put your feet there. Put your feet here. He said, Lord, it is far. He said, it is the best place. There is a demonic spiritual landmine at where you want to step. But at that time, you think that it is the best. May the Lord Lord give us direction in life in Jesus' name. Number three, when you set it right, like we read, give me the, Psalm 16 and verse number 11. When you set it right, ladies and gentlemen, there is fullness of joy. There is fullness of joy. There is fullness of joy. Joy is not happiness. When you buy a car, you may be happy. It, may be, it can fade within the shortest possible time. When you marry a wife, you can be happy. It can fade. But joy is an inner, in-depth virtue of the Holy Spirit. You may. I've seen people, <laughs> I've seen people who sleep on millions, billions, but they can't sleep. They need to take medication here and there. Bene, it's not easy. They take medication here and there. And I know people who are homeless. They can sit in the hot, scorching sun under a pole, and then they are sleeping, <laughs> and they are even dreaming. Listen. Ladies and gentlemen, joy, joy, it is not purchased in stores. It is a virtue that comes from heaven. When the Lord puts joy in your heart, in the midst of storm, you will still be doing well. Yeah. In uh, people can look at you. They say, ah, what has she got? What has he got? But Why is he so happy? It's like you are always smiling. Oh, hello. Hello, sister. Why are you? Have you eaten? Oh, no, I've not eaten. But God is in control. Every time, they are joyous. Sometimes you look at people, and then you look at yourself, you look at them, and then you are like, ah, why can't they be happy? Because me, whatever I'm looking for so that I'll be happy, they have it in excess. They don't have joy. They don't have joy. I already told you that it is with joy that we draw Out of the waters of salvation. Anything that you need. Is in the well of salvation. It is with joy. Habakkuk chapter 3. Verse 17 and 18. Quickly. Habakkuk, The book of Habakkuk chapter 3. Verse 17 and 18. He said although the fig tree. May not blossom. Maybe there will not be productivity. Neither shall the fruit be in the vines. There may not be any overflow. The labor of the olive. Shall fail. People can toil. And at the end of the day, they may not see anything. He said, all these things can happen. Maybe the fields may not even yield their meat. Maybe the flocks. You did an investment, the thing fire." He said, the flocks shall be cut off from the fold. And there shall be no head in the stalls. Verse 18. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. And I will joy in the God of my salvation because by joy there can be restoration amen. when there is joy there will be restoration amen. i said when there is joy there will be restoration amen. and i pray the lord should give somebody here joy in jesus name amen. and as your joy becomes full may there be full restoration and recovery in the mighty name of jesus shout me a believing amen. Amen. amen number 4 when you, Why must I get set it right? You must set it right because there is total freedom in setting it right. Bible said that who the son sets free is free indeed. And I picked all these points from the, um, the story of the prodigal son that we read on Sunday. When you set it right, there is freedom. Remember when the boy came back home? There was total freedom. When he decided that, listen, I'm no longer going to stay here. I'm going to go back to my dad. Immediately there was freedom. Immediately there was freedom. When you set it right, there will always be freedom. Second Corinthians 3.17, the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. When you set it right, the Lord becomes your partner. When the Lord becomes your partner, 2 Corinthians 3.17, when the Lord becomes your partner, there is restoration now the lord is that spirit the lord is that spirit when you set it right the lord is with you so the lord being that spirit he said that and where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty there is liberty in your life now if there is any sickness hiding anywhere i paralyze it in jesus name and i decree and i declare let there be liberty if there is any entanglement in your mind, let there be liberty in Jesus' name. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Say, me a believing. Amen. Yeah. John 8, 36. He who the son sets free is free indeed. Number five. Number five. When you set it right, there is completeness. There is completeness. Completeness. There is completeness. Many people start many things. They don't finish. They don't complete it. Anytime you start something, the Lord wants you to finish. He said that the hands of Zerubbabel has started this and he will accomplish it. God doesn't start something that he will not finish. Isaiah chapter 46 and verse number 10. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He said that the Lord declares the end from the beginning. He doesn't start what he cannot finish. Before the Lord starts it, he has already gone ahead and completed it. But listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't set it right, there will not be completion in your life. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2. And let's read verse 9 and 10. Colossians chapter 2. And I want, Minister um, Charles, I want you to start doing something in the background for me. Because I'm wrapping up. Now, Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. And ten. Okay, let's can start from verse number eight if you want us to. He said, "For in Him dwells." He was talking about the Lord. Remember, I've told you that setting it right is partnering with the Lord, going back to the house, getting back to the Lord, aligning your your life and your deeds with the Word of God. Now, so he said, "For in Him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily." And verse number verse number ten. And can we all read verse number ten? Ready, go. Are in okay, again. Are in again. Are in so we are not complete in our certificates. How are we complete? It is good to have the certificate, boy. I have them. It is good to have them. It is good to have all the things that you can think of. It is good, but it is not in those things. In him ah you complete when we set it right, then we walk in completion. Did I hear a believing amen? amen? And then finally, why must I set it right? Because many destinies are connected to you. It is a powerful one, honey because many the reason why you must set it right i must set it right is because many destinies are connected to us you see anytime listen that is why i made it the last point always let this statement be in your mind that many destinies are connected to me when you have that at the back of your mind Every decision that you take today you will think twice about it because you now begin to think and listen I'm not talking about your children or your grandchildren I'm not talking about your friends and your me there are generations yet unborn that is dependent on you Bible says in the book of Genesis let's go to the book of Genesis chapter number 9 and let's read from verse 18 and 19 When the Lord brought the flood and destroyed everything. Genesis chapter 9 verse verse 18 and 19. And the sons of Noah that went forth out of the ark, they were Shem, they were Ham, and they were Japheth. And Ham is the father of Canaan. Now look at verse number 19. He said, these are the three sons of Noah. Can we all read the last statement, Josh? Look at the last statement. What did he say? And of them was the whole earth overspread. Three people. Three people. You are from there. (laughs) I am also from there. If they had not set it right, maybe we would not have been here. Do you understand what I am saying? Destiny's brothers and sisters are connected to you. Destinies are connected to me. The reason why we must set it right is because all these destinies that we have not even seen are connected to you. What does it mean to set it right? Aligning your heart and your deeds, your words, your deeds, your heart in line with the word of God. Bringing yourself to the place where your life is controlled and monitored by the word of the Lord and by God. Anything that is not controlled is a beast. Anything that is not controlled is a beast. You see a car coming and then no brakes. Even though you have seen that there is red light, you see the guy coming at full speed. You say that, hey, 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 get, get away from that crazy guy. Anything that is not controlled is a beast. If your life is not controlled and my life is not controlled, it is a beastly life. And ladies and gentlemen, when you set it right, understanding that there are other destinies connected to you, you'll be careful. Praise the name of Jesus. I want you to close your eyes. We must set it right. Brothers and sisters, it is not too late to set it right. At any point in time, we can set it right. Setting it right is aligning your deeds and your heart in line with the dictates of the Lord so that now, the Lord controls your life. He is not controlling you as a robot, but any decision that you want to take, you query it or you veto it in the limelight of the word of God. How would God value this? If Jesus was to take this decision, how would he, what would he have done? Sometimes you are pushed to the wall. you are provoked, you tell yourself, if Jesus was on the scene, what would he have done? That is what I mean when we say setting it right. Aligning your words and your life. In the light of the scriptures. So the word of God. Becomes your parameter. It becomes your break. Anytime. You see a life. That doesn't have breaks. It means that nothing can control it. Not even the word. Come to a point. Something is happening. Somebody tells you brother, sister. But the word doesn't say so. And you go like please, please. Put your spirituality aside. You have lost it. You are not controlled again. At that material moment, everything can happen because you are on a highway without brakes. You come to a point where the word of the Lord cannot convict us. Conviction is not judgment. Conviction is bringing us to the awareness. There is something, when you are driving, there is something called your blind spot. Everybody has a blind spot. Sometimes you need that little mirror to put on your side mirrors to see your blind spot that is what conviction does when you don't set it right there is no conviction you don't see your blind spots so accidents are inevitable you can just branch into that lane or branch into this lane and crash because there is no view of your blind side I want you to pray the name of Jesus Kabado shandalia terebrosi banta la baya. Kebado shi atabande kalosi ada brasonde. Ibrada shi antala baya kabra. Mandi de de be kaba. Ibrosi atabando lobo sandalia. Endaria terebrosi banta la Now I want you to put your hand on your heart. Now I want you to pray. I want you to make a dedication to the Lord. That Lord, I want my heart my deeds to be in line with the word from today I want to subject my emotions to the word what the word says let it be my final authority people are afraid of the weather more than the word of God when it is raining right now you see the way people will be running helter skelter when it is snowing People may say to their children, you won't go to school. It is not safe. But when the word of God cautions us, sometimes we throw it overboard. But when our hearts are set right, when our hearts are set right, everything is in it. When you set it right, all things are available. When you set it right, there is full direction. When you set it right, there is full joy when you set it right there is total freedom you will not be bothered by anxiety again because your heart and everything in it is cheered towards the Lord when you set it right there is completeness when you set it right posterity yet unborn will be blessed father the name of Jesus I pray for everyone including myself online members in-house members Give us the grace to set it right. Lord, we want to set it right. We want to set it right. Sometimes we deviated. So there was a rerouting. Sometimes we detoured. So, Lord, our journey was delayed. But I pray we want to set it right tonight. Touch our hearts, touch our being, touch our emotions, touch our desires touch our appetite. Lord, I pray any appetite that is not governed by the word, would you please kill it? Kill it out of our system. Kill it out of our bodies. We want to set it right so that we will assume that destiny that you have for us. I pray for each and everyone in-house and online. Lord, let your hand rest upon us for gold let your blessings manifest in our lives i pray whatever went wrong wherever lord turn the things around let there be a rerouting if somebody is on the wrong path let there be a rerouting if somebody is on 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 an unassumed path lord let there be a rerouting bible say that when we do that We shall see good success. Joshua 1 and verse number 8. We shall see good success. Bless us, O Lord. Strengthen us and empower us in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Hallelujah. Give a clap unto the Lord in the name of Jesus. Now, on Friday, on Friday, which is our night of supernatural encounter, we will have Holy Ghost baptism as well. The Lord told me, He said, "I want to fill my people again. Something I don't know, but something is going to happen here on Friday. Yeah, on the on this night of supernatural encounter, I don't know, but I know that something supernatural is going to happen. How many of you don't pray in the Spirit? You don't pray in tongues? Let me see your hand up if you don't pray in tongues. On Friday, don't worry. On Friday, you receive. It is a gift from the Lord. Listen, it is a gift from the Lord. And the Lord told me, He said, This Friday, every Friday, every last Friday of every month, the Lord tells us what He's going to do. This one, He said, Tell them, I am the God of the overflow. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Abraham was looking for one. At the end of the day, Abraham had five. In fact, he has six. No, he has seven. Yes. He had five with Ketura, and he had one with Sarah and had one with Hagar. The Lord will give you overflow. Amen. Charles, it's not easy. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So this coming Friday, I want you to come with an expectation. Whatever is limited in your life, the Lord is going to give you not just that, but he's going to give you the overflow. Praise the name of Jesus. All right. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. Let no one here remain the same. Let your name be glorified in our lives. Bless us and bless our, the rest of the week. Bless our days. Bless the, the rest of services for this week and this month. And let your name be glorified in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Somebody say me a very loud believing. Amen! Glory be to Jesus. Two quick things to do, and then we'll be out of here. I want you to lift an offering. If you brought an offering to the Lord, lift it up unto the Lord. Bible says that, giving it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. One of the things that I have realized is that, ladies and gentlemen, anytime we subscribe to giving, we break the cycle of poverty. Life is about giving. Everything in life gives. Anything that doesn't give, dies. Anything that doesn't give, dies. And I want to take this opportunity and privilege to thank all our people online, in-house, for all the tremendous giving towards the advancement of the kingdom. Your seed will forever remain blessed. Father, we thank you for this seed. We decree. Now we have the various giving portal online. If you want to use tightly, just take out your phone and text the word give to the number 833-859-4117. On the other hand, you can go back there if you got your card and then you want to swipe. We got a swipe machine, the square machine there. Or you want to call us and give us your card details. You want to send us a mail. We will respond and show you how to give if you are online. If you want to write a check, it is in the name of Holy Hill Chapel. And then if you want to do PayPal, you can do, you look for holyhilltn at gmail.com. And ladies and gentlemen, you want to pay your tithe here. You want to pay whatever the Lord has laid on your heart. You want to stand as a partner with the ministry every month. I want to donate this amount to the church for the advancement of the gospel. The Lord will bless you. And the Lord will bless your seed. Please lift it up. Father, we thank you for the opportunity and the privilege to give. Some are giving their 10%, which is their tithe, not out of law, but out of love. Some are giving missions. Some are giving offering. Some are giving seeds. Some are giving sacrifices. Whatever giving is upon the heart of your people. Please receive it. And let the soil, which is the church, be fertilized and be rich. And let this seed germinate and grow and bear Fruit 60 fold, 90 fold, 120 fold, 150 fold in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Your seed is blessed. Joyously drop it in, amen. All right, God bless you. And then, right after that, we want to take our communion and then we will be out of here. The announcement is that this coming Friday, 7 p.m., night of supernatural encounter. Oh, you won't clap. <laughs> And please, come with somebody. Hallelujah. Now, I want us to close our eyes. If you can, are are you sharing the communion? All right. Let's quickly share the communion. Before we take the communion, in case you are here, you don't have a relationship with the Lord. You are not born again. I want to pray with you. Brothers and sisters, this is very important. Setting it right starts with a relationship with the Lord Jesus. So in case you are here or you are online, You've never given your life to Jesus. Well, you are in the church, but you have not declared your affirmation as Jesus, as your Lord and personal Savior. Uh, That is what I'm talking about. I want you to lift up your hand and I'll pray with you wherever you are, whether you are online or you are in-house. You have never made Jesus your Lord and personal Savior. You have never received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. I, I want to pray with you in case you are here or you are online. I want you to show me your hand and I will pray with you. Hallelujah. All right. I believe that maybe there might be one or two people online. And so let us pray with them as we say this way. Say, Dear Lord Jesus... Thank you for your word. Tonight, my heart is gladdened at the receiving of your word. With my heart, I believe Jesus died and paid for my sins. With my mouth, I confess that Jesus is Lord over my life. From today, I am born again. I am a child of God. My name is in the book of life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for today and for this new beginning. Amen. All right, with that prayer said, I want you to open your bread because that is the only criteria that Jesus gave. If you don't have a relationship with him, you can't eat his body. But if you do, you can eat his body irrespective of who and what you wear. And so lift up the bread. Maybe you are online. You have your wafer. You have your cracker. You have your bread. Any flour product. Bible said that Jesus took it. And he blessed it. And when he broke it, he didn't call it bread. He said, it is my body. Father, we thank you for this bread. And we decree by faith. And through understanding of the scriptures. That as we break it, it is no more bread but the body of Christ. Please, can you break it? This is the body of Christ. And then he lifted up the cup and he blessed it. And he said, this is my blood. Father, we thank you for the content of the cup. We decree and declare the blessings of God over it. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. The communion is for our healing and for our empowerment over the issues of life. Over the life of the world. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's eat the communion Sisters, we are one, and we'll sing from uh, sons of God, Here is his only way, gather round the table of the Lord, eat his body, drink his... It's a powerful Catholic hymn, yeah, it's a Catholic hymn, yeah, we used to sing it in St. Augustine's College, when we are taking communion, every mass time, Yes. Yeah, will live forever hallelujah 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 say amen. amen all right let's rise up on our feet brothers and sisters thankfully we have come to the end of service today is your first time visiting or worshiping with us we want to recognize you we want to give you a very resounding welcome so, if today is your first time, I want to welcome you. Um, I think I, I didn't see you were here on Sunday, but you left. Can I shake my hands with you? Yeah. Hallelujah. He was here on Sunday, but duty called him, so he left earlier. And he's back. Come on, come on, come on. No, 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 no. I'll pray with you. Say, yeah. Hallelujah. God bless you. And you want to tell me your name? Oh, my name is Connor. And then you were invited by Uh, Sir Izo in Germany. Wow, hallelujah! Is this not wonderful? And you are? Priscilla. Priscilla, invited by? Glory. (laughs) (laughs) Let's pray for our sister and our brother. Father, thank you for these wonderful souls that you brought here. We thank you. It is not accidental. You brought them for a purpose and for a reason. I pray when they cross the line of this exit, let there be a turnaround, Let there be a visitation. This has been a house of the supernatural and a house father of testimonies. Give them outstanding testimonies. And the next time we see them, let them be carrying their sheaves with testimonies. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Amen. Amen. So right after service, um, Minister Josephine, you want to come and then give us... The forms and then we also have a package for you so right after service yes we do right after service i'll meet you right here but right behind my seat and then we will give you what i got for you okay father we thank you for their lives in jesus mighty name let's appreciate them as they take their seats god bless you Presler and canon god richly bless you let's share the grace of god together the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god The fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Can we take our prophetic declaration? Please, take the prophetic declaration with conviction. Can we say it together? With long life, full of prosperity and sound health. Shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives? Amen. God bless you. Service is ended. I'll see you on Friday. If you meet me on the prayer line 3 a.m., we will be there. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. And bye-bye.